0: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm good. I'm ready to uh, have a brawl, a brawl with you over these linebackers. I'm sure, uh, but but other than that, I'm
1: doing well. Now you might be surprised. I might be extremely excited about this linebacking core. You you, you just never know what my thoughts are going to be on it. But uh, before that's for sure, yeah. Before <laughs> we get to that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Uh, we went over seventy-five thousand downloads uh, this week. Um, that's a Super impressive number for us, considering that's more downloads that we had all of last year. So, thank you guys so much for uh, downloading and listening to Landon and I argue about stuff every single day. Um, and let's let's not disappoint. Let's get right into it. Um, we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Cowboys' linebacking core today, and there are a lot of questions among this group. Uh, the 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 one question we don't have is Sean Lee. He is a phenomenal player uh, when he's on the field, and that's really his only downfall is his injuries. Uh, but when he's on the field, I think you can make a case that he is the best Will linebacker in the league. Um, he Again, last year was fantastic. He missed a few games, still ended up with 101 tackles, second on the team in tackles for a loss. So just talk to us, Lane, a little bit about Sean Lee and what makes him such a special football player
0: for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, to answer the question immediately, the preparation is is the thing that immediately uh, makes him special. I mean, he has uh, you know pr- prepared himself and studied, and um, and it's just you know when you watch him on tape, it seems like he has almost a preternatural instinct as to where the ball's gonna go he doesn't get fooled Uh, he doesn't take missteps he uh you know he beats running backs to the hole not because he's faster than the running back but because he knows where the running back's gonna go and he's not you know restrained by having to wait for the play to develop so uh, you know his you know he has good athleticism it's not uh, you know, great athleticism. He's not like Dion Jones out there. But he was a good athlete coming um, but, out of Penn State, but that but, was a while he was, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was also, you know, several knee injuries ago sure. too. Um, yeah, but he is definitely more than uh, a good enough athlete. And like I said, when you combine it with maybe the fastest, probably, definitely, the, I think, the fastest processor uh, of information in the NFL. I mean, I think, you know, I think keekley and some of these other guys will come – uh, with with uh, uh, their arguments here, but I I, I I truly think that the reason that you can even put Sean Lee in the All Pro realm and, and the reason that you mention him with the rest of these you know defensive MVP type players that will linebacker is, is because of his special ability to read patterns to recognize patterns and uh, and and his you know combined with studying the ability to uh, recognize what that means and then get to a spot and make a play. He's
1: just so much fun to, to watch. I hope he sticks around uh, a few more years. He turns 32 in, ju- in July. Um, I, the injuries are starting to take a toll on him. I, I kind of wonder how much longer he's going to last in the NFL. Do you think it's possible that the Cowboys get two, three more quality years from Lee?
0: I think it's possible. I mean, honestly, ever since that second, that other knee injury where they—if it actually was just finally finishing tear – on that other knee that that he had basically had like a piece of it hanging on for years. I think, you know, since then, what we've seen is, you know, hamstring injuries and, and things like that, that, you know, they just, he just needs to get a manage over how to, uh, you know, how to, how to, how to prep his body for a whole season when he's not going to get traumatically injured because really what's holding him out is he's getting these, you know, he's ham. He's getting hamstrung, literally, and, yeah. and I, I think he just needs to work on his uh, routine. They need to watch his snaps a little bit more this year, and I think that that's part of what you know, bringing in Leighton Vander Esch, bringing in Joe Thomas. Is, that's what that's what all this is kind of about. Is they, they recognize that Sean Lee is the 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 engine that makes this defense go in a lot of ways, but they need to be able to shield him from over overplaying him throughout this maybe not in game wise but you know snap count for the entire season making sure that he's available at the latter part of the season because you haven't worn him out in the first half
1: yeah so what's like the ideal amount of snaps per for him per game and maybe not snap total but just the percentage of snaps like around 80 percent maybe try to get him off in certain situations
0: yeah, I mean, I think it really is, you know, dependent on on you know how the game is going, obviously. But yeah, I, I think that you clearly want to try to. I mean, especially if you feel like you're comfortable with the guys that you have behind them, and we'll have that conversation. If you like the guys that you have behind them, then you I think you could feel free to, to play him around eighty percent, maybe a tick under that if you really like the guys but i i think anything less than that and you're really going to have you're going to have issues and, and because of just how special he is um but i also think it's a little bit different because you know the defensive line i think is going to be a little bit better and i think the back end is going to be a little bit better than it has been previously so uh i, I think it, you know they're going to find a balance there uh, obviously like i said you want to play him as much as you can but not at the cost of maybe not having him later on in the season all right, let's
1: go ahead and talk about some of those young guys that you mentioned before that are going to be playing with Sean Lee, and I will give you the choice. Who do you want to talk about first, Leighton Van Der Esch or Jalen Smith?
0: I, I mean, I feel like we should we should go and kind of – Age order, I guess, at this point, uh, or uh, let's just let's just get let's get Jalen out of the way. Let's just go let's go towards it. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, Jalen Smith um, last
1: year played in all 16 games, and if you would have told me before the season that Smith was going to play in all 16 games for the Cowboys, uh, I would have thought for sure that you were lying. Uh, I I would say, with considering the expectations, at least that I had, um, I think he performed. Uh, Better than any of us could have thought. Uh, Was he a starting caliber linebacker last year? That's up for debate. Um, But I I think a lot of people are are excited about what he could potentially be this year. There's been a lot of news surrounding Jalen Smith in the last couple months. Uh, Number one, we know that he's not working, or he's working currently without the AFO brace uh, on his foot. Um, We know that the Cowboys talked about potentially moving him to Sam Linebacker earlier in the year. Um, so there's just a, a lot of different news. There was a recent video uh, of him working out without the brace, and I know a lot of people got excited about that. So let's talk about Smith this year, uh, where you expect him to play and what you expect to see from Jalen
0: Smith? Well, let's start with the Sam talk first. Um, and no, actually, you know what? let's talk with, let's talk about last season. Okay. I, I think that you know, and you tell me if you disagree with this assessment. I think that when you look at the total of of Jalen Smith's play, he way exceeded what our expectation was going into the season. I think that that we should just get that part out at least right from like now. the beginning, the first practice of training camp. Because I remember the first practice of training
1: camp, there was a video that got tweeted out of him trying to train direction, and that's kind of when I thought, "Oh, this guy's never going to be able to make
0: it the NFL." So, I think that you know. Keeping that in mind, the fact that he was able to play at the level he was able to play at times is in, insanely impressive. Impressive doesn't necessarily mean like great, you know, starter quality sure. level, you know, okay. I, but I will say this I think that there were definitely. M- Long stretches of time when he was playing not only as a starting-level linebacker, but a good starting-level linebacker. But the problem is is that he couldn't maintain that for any stretch of time. And whether that was in-game or throughout the season, there are times that you watch him near the end of the season where it looks like he's just walking because he just can't carry that leg anymore. Um, And so I think that that's really the question now, is that is this... You know, how far, how, you know, they pushed him way further than they thought he could go. So, and that wasn't on purpose either. It was kind of because of injuries. No, of it was because toe. of necessity. Yeah, exactly. It's, that was beyond what their even their plan was. So, I, I part of me thinks that it's tough. It's, it's still very difficult to get a read on what kind of linebacker he is because I, you know, there's so many more factors than even just normally evaluating linebacker play. So, I think when you add in all the other factors, I'm excited to see what he's got this year. I think if we look back to the Sam linebacker talk, I think a lot of that had to do with the idea that they had kind of already fallen in love with Leighton Vander Esch, and we're co- trying to come up with a plan in order to. I think it was two things. I think it was trying to them come up with a plan for how to use these players all at once. And also, I think that there is a legitimate argument for using more linebackers on the field more often, especially against RPO heavy teams okay. because of 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 uh, the way it counters uh, the elements. Um I think there's something to having a quick, long-armed defender as your apex defender on the second level uh, as a guy who can you know potentially do things at the top of a route versus a tight end. Uh, and I think that Jalen Smith can do stuff like that. And I also think Jalen Smith can provide some things Look, I think when you saw Jalen Smith moving forward, there were never problems there. You know, like when he was blitzing, he was good at timing the blitzes. He, he The guy could hit. I mean, the guy had no problems producing power uh, in his tackles. And, and, and when he got to the quarterback, he would bring him down. The question that he obviously had was being able to pick up that leg and turn to the side and flip his hips, you know. So the the move to Sam Linebacker, helps mitigate some of that as until he can continue to get healthy and you know learn to flip his hips now that video that we saw of him working out without his AF row brace uh and, and, and marcus and i had this discussion beforehand what makes that video sp- special and, and that's a legitimate question that marcus had like you know because i think how is this any different than maybe what we've seen from him previously. I think the difference is, is that he's looks faster, is turning so much quicker, and he's doing all of that without an AFO brace now. So I, I think that he has made some pretty serious strides. Uh, and so I think we're going to you know, potentially see a, a guy who's much closer to the Notre Dame version of, of Jalen Smith but I also think that it's still a, a huge unknown. And so I, I think that this is one of those things that, again, we're waiting for OTAs. We're waiting for training camp to see where is Jalen at this point. Because it, just like last year, you know, it's kind of a big unknown. The only difference being, I think, obviously the floor of where he can arrive is very much higher than it was last season.
1: Okay. let's. I, I've got some thoughts. So let's, let's try to get through these and sort these out. Uh, let's start with the good. Um, if Jalen Smith is your third linebacker this year, I think you are doing really well from a team building sense Uh, because I think that's going to allow him uh, time to learn a position. And look, last year, as good of a prospect as he is and as athletic as he is, he still, to me, is a very raw player in the sense that he needs time to learn the NFL game and to and to learn this defense. I think honestly, basically a rookie last year. Yeah, I, I think you know? honestly, his biggest problem last year wasn't the leg; it was this. He was kind of slow processing a lot of stuff. So if he can be your third linebacker and you don't overwhelm him with a ton of snaps and you don't ask him to be the full time Mike, I think you're doing well. Now the problem is spending the 34th pick on a third linebacker isn't a great use of resources. But at this point, there's really nothing we can do about it. We're in year three. The Cowboys have just got to move, around, move on and not worry about that cost. Um, the other thing that I really liked about Jalen last year is he was really good in coverage. Now, he struggled taking on you know blocks in the run game and diagnosing and reading his keys. But when you just asked him to play in zone coverage or even to play man up a guy uh, in space, especially tight ends. He did really well there. And I can even remember the, the red game, the first Redskin game, the play that he made on the almost interception where he dropped back in coverage and ran yeah. and, and red Kirk cousins um, and made a fantastic play on the ball. That's something not a lot of linebackers in the NFL can do. So if, maybe if you're just making him a nickel linebacker and using him in that role, I think you're going to get better play for him. Um, now, what does worry me is that the Cowboys felt like they had to spend uh, the nineteenth pick on potentially the third best linebacker in this class. Does that tell you that they maybe aren't so optimistic about Jalen becoming the guy that they thought, or are they more nervous about Sean Lee long term? I-, I don't know. To me, that just st- signaled to me that they really needed a guy to step in right away and play. Um, so I've got to believe. But it. what if it's go ahead? What if it's
0: both? And I, it if, could you know, be because. Yeah, I mean, what if that, What if that? The reason that pick becomes a necessity is because you have concerns at both spots, and eventually, you know, Sean Lee is going to retire, so you, it'd be better to have a guy with some experience. But by, by the time he does,
1: and I think that definitely factored into it. It's just, I just, it, I guess it's just a philosophy thing. I have a hard time drafting the third off the ball linebacker inside the top twenty, partly because there's other positions that correlate more to winning than off-the-ball linebacker, but it, the linebacker has killed this team over the last couple of years. When Sean Lee has not played, this team has really struggled. So they know that if they get Van Der Esch, they can continue to let Jalen Smith develop. And if Sean Lee can magically stay healthy, then you know this might be one of the better linebacking cores in the
0: NFL. Um, any last thoughts on Smith I, before we move on? I Not specifically about Smith, but I also dispute this idea that linebackers don't, you know, contribute to winning as a general idea. I mean, that may be true across the NFL when you, you know, just look generally without considering specific, you know, defensive fronts used and, and schemes. But, but I, I mean, I think linebacker play is still incredibly important. And I actually believe that linebacker play will become even more important uh, as we start to see some of these, you know, defenses uh, uh, try to counteract what's going on with the, the, you know, the change into the modern uh, offenses. I, I think that linebacker play will be incredibly difficult because of all the things, all the directions you're going to be asked to go in, all the things you're going to be asked to, to, to do. And I think that if you have a guy who is experienced and talented enough uh, athletically to get to get where you need to go, and then you can just train him to see all the different things that he's going to see on an NFL field. Uh, considering how different offenses are in the NFL now, I, I think that that has incredible value in a way that that maybe it didn't in the past. Like I, I said, I think you know you saw it with the Cowboys last year losing games when they didn't have the talent there. Sure, yeah. so That that position, and at least at this defense, the way it we play. It has value, and I think that they've they've showed that.
1: Um, One last note on Jalen Smith before we move on. Uh, He's still a really young player. He's just 22 years old. Uh, The Cowboys have his rights for the next three years. Um, I I do expect him to get better each and every year. So, again, if he's your third linebacker, I feel really, really good about him. I'm just not sure about him as a starting linebacker this year. I would love him to prove me wrong because – there's not an easier guy to root for on this team than Jalen Smith. Um, let's go ahead and talk about probably the Cowboys' starting middle linebacker and their first-round pick in 2018, Leighton Vander Der Esch. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of his tape, um, but the more you think about how the Cowboys want to play defense and what wins in the NFL, you got to have these athletic guys that can play sideline to sideline and that can cover, and that's Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, talk to us about Van Der Esch and how he fits into this defense.
0: Well, I I think one of the things that I love about the pick specifically is that you know he's he's an upside pick to a certain degree because he doesn't have a ton of snaps at at, at the college level, Um, but the snaps that he has had are obviously incredibly impressive. Um, You know he's he was the MAC Defensive Player of the Year last year, Um, and I think that one thing that you get with him that is unique uh, in, uh, an upside kind of linebacker is that he, you know, he comes with a a certain amount of instinct built into his play, which is, which is kind of surprising. He's not just like a raw athlete at the position. I mean, I think he's definitely could, he needs to learn more techniques and more, you know, tools in the tool bag. But I think one of the things that you cannot teach is necessarily like, you know, how to have a nose for the ball or how to find the ball and, and run to the football. I actually and, and think he's better than
1: Jalen to... Smith. I, I really believe his instincts yeah, are better uh, than Jalen's. Uh, uh,
0: well, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't doubt that. Like, I mean, I, I, I think he really does come in, uh, you know, with that built in, which is uh, not something that it's you know, necessarily easy to teach. So, uh, I, I think that that is going to help him. And, 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 you know, you know, Brian Broadus and and Dane, they, they all talk about how he's an ascending player. You know, I think that he's. Yeah, if that's true. That he's still on his way to, to 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 getting to where he will be. I think as a player, but I think he's also already arrived. A, a pretty, you know, he doesn't have a, a a depth of resume, but I think he arrives as a as a player that is going to be ready to kind of come in and and, and play that spot right away. You know, I, I think you know he is. He's maybe not the the. Ceiling that he may reach right now, but I think that he's also arriving um, at a floor that you know, uh, you know, I he may be the third off-ball linebacker the, in the in the draft, but I, you know, I like his floor more than Tremaine Edwards, like uh, immediately, just because I think he can come in and and play uh, a a little bit more immediately, right? Uh, and maybe that's just me, but but I, I think that you know, I, I think he has that going for him, plus an enormous amount of upside, and I think. That's something that shouldn't be overlooked is that he feels like a safe pick who also has a lot of upside, and that's appealing. Yeah, and if you haven't watched Leighton Van Der
1: Esch, I here's what I recommend that you do. Go to YouTube to search Leighton Van Der Esch versus and pick games in the order in which they played. because I actually made yes. this mistake when I was watching him initially. Um, I, I just went and grabbed any All-22 film that I had, watched it, and, and wrote my notes down. That's not really fair to Van Der Esch because he was a guy that was dramatically better at the end of the season than he was at the beginning of the season. And that makes sense because he just didn't have a ton of experience. The more he played, the better he got. So if you're just randomly YouTube scouting and you just pull up whatever game comes first, that kind of lacks context a little bit. So... That's what makes me optimistic that he's going to be able to, to succeed in the NFL is that he is still um, getting better each and every week. I tweeted this out before the draft. If you keep him clean and you keep blockers off of him, He's a much better player than Tremaine Edmonds. I, he can run to the football a lot quicker. He diagnoses things a lot better. He doesn't have the false steps that Edmonds had. Just keep him clean, and that's a prototypical linebacker that you want playing in the middle uh, in this defense. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a couple of the other linebackers on the roster, um, and let's go ahead and talk with uh, talk about a guy that's been here the last couple of years, and Damian Wilson. Uh, Wilson had an interesting year last year. uh, He was slated to be the Cowboys starting Sam linebacker, maybe work in uh, behind Hitchens and Lee as that uh, Will linebacker. But he had an incident uh, last year that caused him to uh, miss, not not miss time in in the sense of being suspended, but he was in and out of court stuff. Um, And then the year before he got shot in the face with a paintball and he missed time. Uh, Wilson's in the last year of his deal What do you think about Damian Wilson and how he fits into this
0: Cowboys defense? Uh, You know, I just think that he just never, I mean, look, he had a lot of stuff going on last season um, in the off season uh, to the point where I think we had all kind of at one point just written off that he was even going to be available. Yeah, we kind of thought he was going to get cut,
1: you know, as soon as we we, heard that. That's kind of everybody's assumption that he was gone.
0: That whole thing kind of cleared up very quickly, and so, you know, I I don't know, I don't know how it affected him, you know, but I do know that uh that, uh, it you know it it he didn't come into the season with the same momentum that he had left the previous season. I felt like I, I felt like he had been playing better, and that, and that we thought he was going to take a step, but it just uh. Uh, it never really, it never really, you know, happened for him. So um, I, I think at this point, like, you know, I think th- the Cowboys seem like they may have moved on for him. Him as in their plans. I mean, obviously he's still under contract, and they'll still use him, and he'll still be in mind. But I, I don't know that he's uh, so much. I mean, I think with them signing Joe Thomas specifically, I, I don't know that he's you know. Uh, necessarily in their, uh, you know, in, in their pl- their plans for the future. I think he's just a guy that is is going to be on there. He'll be in special teams. Uh, he'll probably play some snaps, but I, I don't think he's you know even in the top four, three or four of their ro- I mean, four of their rotations So uh, I think that you know really means probably not very many snaps. And especially when they drafted another guy, to, you know, Covington, yeah, to come in and basically play the same spots as he does. So it's yeah, yeah I don't, it, I don't think he's long for the world. And I think he, you know, was probably a favorite of the previous linebacker coach. And and even then, like he's gone now. So I, I don't, I don't know what what his position is at this point uh, or his spot is at this point in the linebacker room.
1: I, I think his spot is safe because he led the team uh, in special team snaps last year. So. Uh, that's a guy that obviously they trust to play a bunch of different roles. They know that he can play Sam linebacker. In 2016, he played uh, in the middle and on the weak side. Uh, I don't think he's great. I, I think he's a, a, a well below average starter. But again, if he's your fourth or fifth linebacker, I'm okay with that. I, I think he's a guy that I don't think you want playing in uh, on passing downs. Uh, he's an average athlete, but can he give you some decent snaps if you get into a pinch? Yeah, I think he can. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Joe Thomas because you brought him up. This is a guy that I'm actually kind of excited about because he was in Dallas um, in 2015. Uh, he, the Cowboys signed him as an undrafted free agent. Uh, if you just look at him size-wise and you look at the measurements, you know he's a 21 percentile athlete according to Spark. He is six foot one. He's 227 pounds. He runs in the four sevens. Nothing suggests that he's going to be a um, an asset to an NFL team. But man, he is good in nickel situations. He was probably the the, the Packers' best linebacker last year. So, uh, what do you like about Joe Thomas? Can the Cowboys find him a role in this defense?
0: Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, I think he he definitely can play. You know, uh, a, a lot of snaps. I mean, just because when you talk about like we like we mentioned, we've got issues with Jalen. We have got unknowns with uh with with. Uh, Sean Lee and his ability to stay healthy. I, I think, you know, with Layton and Jalen and Sean Lee, you know, between the three of those, those guys having another veteran who's been in there and taken starting snaps at, at both Mike and will uh, is valuable. And I think that you know, he, that he will, you know, continue to see uh, uh, a good, a good portion of snaps. I mean, I, I think that that, especially if their plan is to play more three linebackers um, that means that there's even more snaps for those guys so uh, if they plan on playing a little bit more uh, kind of you know traditional base defense or any defense that requires you know more than two linebackers on the field than maybe the previous two seasons um, then I think you know I, I think that that's th- those are all uh, precursors for for Joe getting a, a good healthy portion of of snaps uh, on defense. And then also I I think he'll be an active special teams player as
1: well. Um, And the last three guys I'm just going to mention quickly, and I'll give some quick thoughts, and Landon, you can follow up. Uh, Justin March-Lillard, the guy the Cowboys signed last year from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad. Uh, Not a great athlete, but plays pretty fast from sideline to sideline. Doesn't get fooled very often. He's pretty good if you keep him in zone coverage. Um, he played 90 snaps on special teams for Dallas last year. Um, Chris Covington, the linebacker of the Cowboys, drafted in the sixth round. Again, not a great athlete. Um, ran the four seven eight 7 8 at the, uh, the NFL Combine. But he's a guy that plays with a lot of power. Uh, just one year of starting experience, but when he played... He, got, he was pretty productive, got better as the season went along. Uh, I think this is a guy that the Cowboys could potentially try to stash on a practice squad um, and let him develop, and we'll see what he looks like in a couple of years. And the final one, just because I think this is an interesting name to keep an eye on, uh, Joel Lanning, who was a quarterback at Iowa State. Uh, moved to linebacker his senior season. Uh, In his one year starting at linebacker for Iowa, Iowa State had 114 tackles, 11 tackles for a loss. Uh, Maybe he's a guy that the Cowboys try to make their next key Smith. Um, He's got some experience playing H-back. He's a pretty good blocker. He can play special teams. Um, He ran for 1,000 yards at at Iowa State, Uh, scored 34 touchdowns. Maybe he's a hybrid guy that you keep on the end of the roster because he can do so many roles. So, any quick thoughts on any of those three?
0: Yeah, I think Covington is a, a little bit better athlete than his numbers indicate. I think he plays faster than he than uh, you know his forty time shows you. Uh, I think he'll be a, a will linebacker. Um, uh, and I think you know the other guys, Lily, Mil- uh, Mar- Justin March Justin Marshallard. Marge Lillard, I always get his name. I got gotcha. you. I watched. I, I saw him a little bit at, at training camp, and um, you know, just he, uh, he's definitely a, a good enough body to keep around to bring back into training camp. And then, uh, uh, interesting guy that you mentioned. They they love having those kind of utility guys at the back end of the roster. They always find value in those guys. So it'll be interesting to see if he uh if he sticks around. All right, let's go ahead and grade this group. Is it elite? Is it
1: uh, what was our other category? Elite, solid. Uh, needs work,
0: smoking crater. How do you rate this cowboy linebacker group? I I think it's solid. I think. Uh you know it, it it has some potential to be uh, a smoking crater if if everything goes wrong for a couple of these guys uh you know sean Man. lee busts out a, if sean lee busts out a knee and then suddenly you know LVE LV is not ready for prime time but could you say Jalen, that about every Jalen linebacker
1: court if, if the top guy gets hurt it's a smoking crater
0: that's not really fair though is it <laughs> Uh, well, I think it's. I think it's no. I mean, that's why I'm not judging it <laughs> there. But I I, 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 you know, I think it's fair to bring up Sean Lee potentially getting hurt for the season because it's happened several times before. Um, but I'm saying, like, I think that you know, unless one of those three things, you know, one of those guys has their kind of, you know, fall off a cliff type situation, which all of them have the potential of doing individually in one way or another. I think this group group is going to be a solid with. Uh, with the potential to be elite, I think with you know if all three of these guys, like if Sean Lee plays 16 games at his at his level, if you know uh, v- Vander Esch comes into the league and, and unlocks and continues unlocks that athleticism and continues his quick ascend, and if uh, Jalen Smith actually is closer to to Notre Dame, Jalen Smith, and they can find ways to get all those guys a ton of snaps, that could be unbelievable unbelievably
1: beneficial to this defense. Now, if you had to guess what I'm going to say here, what would you say?
0: I think that you're going to say needs work. I'm going to say it's a dominant
1: group. And I know that's going to... What? That
0: is crazy. How did that even happen?
1: Because Sean Lee is the best Will linebacker in all football. And I think his injury concerns are a little bit overblown. In the last three years, he's had at least 100 tackles. Uh, He's missed a few games here and there. But you compare that to the top linebackers in the league, almost all of them missed time. Bobby Wagner missed a bunch of games last year with a foot injury. Uh, uh, Ryan Shazir, even before his neck injury, missed a ton of games with knee concerns. Luke Kuechly missed a ton of time with concussions. Patrick Willis always missed a bunch of time. Linebackers get hurt. It's, it's just kind of part of the NFL now. I think that's why you need to get so many that can play. So when Sean Lee is playing, and we have seen this for the last, uh, man, really the last three years now, when Sean Lee is playing, this is a top five, top seven defensive group in the league, right? I mean, this is a defense last year that when Sean Lee was on the field, they gave up less than 20 points per game. Uh, When he's on the field, it's great. Uh, I don't love Leighton Van Der Esch, but if he's your second-best linebacker, I think you're doing okay. I mentioned how much I like Jalen as your third. Uh, You have Damian Wilson and Joe Thomas, both who are at least competent competing for that fourth spot. Um, And then you've got guys down the roster like Justin March-Lillard, Chris Covington, Joe Lanning, all competing for a spot. You look across the league, there's not many groups that are better than that. So I have to say they are a dominant group when you consider the rest of the league.
0: Well, I mean, color me color me surprised, Marcus. You you, you pulled a twist at the end. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think, uh, look, I mean, I think obviously I, I mentioned at the end, I think that that potential is certainly there. And so I, I'm obviously not completely against you it's just shocking to hear you say uh, there and that, that you're even more rosy on them than i am that's that's shocking what is going on i'm i'm this, this very is like the high. third group in a row that you've been high I, I, hired i'm on really high on
1: this defense like i think the Cowboys' defense can be really good this year it's the offense that makes me a little bit nervous it, specifically the passing offense but i think this defense has a chance to be really special you got a lot of young pieces uh, a lot of guys with a lot of a lot of things to prove And a lot of really good players at the right spot, so... I am very, very optimistic, at least about the front seven. We'll see about the secondary. We'll see if my thoughts change by the time we get to those cornerbacks and safeties, but uh, Dropped
0: that's that teaser.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you guys get your podcasts, follow in and at McCoolBTB. You can follow the show at locked Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.